Hello, and for those of you not interested in the update and the rambling, the piece actually begins about 45 minutes in, and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 100. Ah, and that is a episode number that I do not have to look up uh, or remember. <laughs> Uh, I thought because it was such a momentous occasion uh, that I would just go ahead and start off talking from the heart and just sort of give you guys an update about where we are, where things are at, where I'm putting my energy, how things are going, more or less. Um, the, f the first thing that I want to do is start off with a hope, and that is I hope You've noticed in 2018 that I've, by and large, had a better energy. Uh, my attitude, my my disposition, my leanings, and, of course, my energy level. Uh, I, I feel like all of these things are better. I feel like the state of myself and my life and my project, things are, things are going pretty, pretty okay overall. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm also, every time I look at it, in, in the facets that I want to be growing and, and what have you, if I ask myself the question, are you better off than you were three months ago, a year ago, five years ago, the answer always comes back, yes, yes, yes. And so there's not a lot to complain or, or worry or, or delve into too much there, but the simple truth of the matter is uh, the number one thing, I think, that, that's still holding me back at this point is my self-esteem and my, my view of myself. And uh, I've gotten into a, a, this quite a bit, especially during more candid moments in, during live shows, etc., uh, or questions on the podcast that sort of caught me by surprise. But... Even though this is a weird and strange time for me, and it's a, a very trying time for me, there's a lot of uh, efforts to, to maintain uh, a lot of parts of the project that I'm trying to grow. And then also, of course, the news and, and everything going on in the world is, is, is pretty <clears throat> draining. Let's just face it. What, I, what I'm really trying to do what I've been trying to do this whole time while physically healing up as well, and I'll get more to that in a second, is repair that. Repair that sense of self. Forge that that Achilles heel that's, that's really uh, held me back. It's not my character flaw, I, I wouldn't say. That's, I've called that anger before, and I think I would again. That's the thing that hurts other people the most. The thing that hurts me the most, the thing that takes me away from what I want and what I want to do so drastically is my self-esteem, my, my self-view. It's never been that great. And this is bewildering to so many of you. Uh, and if you think you're confused as a fan of mine, I've tried to, in the last few years, you know, talk to the occasional man about it, and their eyes bug out of their head like a Tex Avery cartoon. It's, it's nuts. I get it. I should, I should have the highest self-esteem in the world. 
I, I, I should. I should be in the top 1% for that one. Uh, and I'm not. Not at all. But there is a supreme difference between confidence and self-esteem. I have confidence in my ability. I have confidence in what I can do. I do not have the esteem when I, when I converse with myself, when I have to keep begging myself to go past a breaking point. Uh, I don't have the esteem often to get me over there. So the last year, 20, 2018 in particular, has been about getting that sense of self up and running and, and happy and, and, uh, and more in the moment, less concerned with the long-term plans because the long-term plans are pretty good. I make pretty good plans. I take information in, I look at it fairly clearly, uh, and then I, I set out to act on that information uh, and not just my desires, my whims from it. That's really all you need with a little patience to make a good plan. I just keep tinkering with the long term because I, I want the long term to be so great, you know? <laughs> but in the moment, being in the moment, appreciating what you have day to day, showing that, that's really, uh, really been very helpful. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. I know I've rambled quite a bit at the beginning of this, but I... I get a fair few questions about how do you do this? Where do you find the motivation? Where do you find the energy? How do you keep going? How do you keep trying to become this better version of yourself? And the answer to me is self-evident on this one. This is <clears throat> human nature, if I may be so grandiose. This is the natural order of the human mind as far as I can see it. You are always, always on a daily basis asking yourself to improve and do more. And it is the frustration, the weight of, the difficulty of that, and not living up to it, that's actually the draining part. If you want to take it away from, from motivation or the, the arc of trying to improve your character, great way to look at it is love. Love is going to hurt you. You have no question about it. And love has hurt you before. That's how you know it's going to hurt you again. Should you make the choice to go into love, you understand that there's going to be difficulties, compromises, pain. It's very funny to me when somebody begins this question with themselves, and remember, the base word of question is quest, eh? Uh, this dialogue with themselves of, I want to change something, that they think of themselves as a, as a singular entity, as I, as their name or their social security number or what have you. You are very much an amalgamation of your habits and your past and luck and all kinds of crazy stuff, in my view. And therefore, this conversation, this is going to take a long time. This conversation, this question, is going to become a dialogue. It's going to become an extended period in which you talk to yourself. 
And that talking isn't going to be A to B. It's not going to be a simple, I leave a note on the fridge, and then I wake up to a new post-it note and response. The conversation is what you do. The conversation is a million times over. Are we going to do this or are we going to do that? Do we deserve this? Have we earned that? Are we going to keep on with this? Is this more important than that? You did that. That was good, but this wasn't so good. Which is okay? Does that balance it out? The good thing versus the bad? Etc., etc., etc. The same voice that tells us we need to go to the gym tells us that we, we earned uh, our favorite food that negates that gym trip. It's the same kind of voice. We want to characterize it differently, I think, to make it easier on us that we're getting so much conflicting information from ourselves. But it's the same area of your mind. It's the same prompting force. And then once the prompt is there, you have to decide what to do with it. And that is your response. That's your dialogue in the conversation. And you're going to have to have an extended dialogue with yourself to change where you're at. You didn't get where you're at by teleportation, right? You got here through years of actions that we can call habits. If habits is too hard of a word, then choices. And if you feel like you didn't have a choice, well, I'm afraid I might not have the mindset for you because I think there's always a choice. Some people don't. I think that there's always at least two, and generally speaking, there's usually way more. You just don't want to admit it to yourself or pay the price, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, sorry for that little cul-de-sac. What is this, The Last Jedi? Just going down plot points that don't have any return? No, 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 my friends, I don't think so. Let's get back to the main part today. <laughs> this extended dialogue, this conversation with yourself, everything that you're trying to make happen in your life to become happier... It comes, it's coming for me, or knock on wood, I hope it's coming for me, out of little else than perseverance, little else than dedication. I have given the advice before, I wish to give it again. Date yourself. Even if you're seeing somebody that you love and, and they're the world to you, date yourself. Take yourself on dates to the movies to the park, to the gym for a workout, because you know how you feel when you work out. So why don't you do something nice for yourself, your significant other self in the future, and drag your ass to the gym so that they in the future can feel better. Date yourself the same way that you would clean more if you knew somebody you loved was coming over, somebody you wanted to impress. Clean that place up like you would do it for yourself, etc., etc., etc. Date yourself. <clears throat> so that's my uh, advice that I want to talk about because I get so many questions on it, and I thought people are going to come to the 100 episode anyway. So uh, there that is. Now, as far as I am and where I've been going with uh, my mental health, my physical health, and what have you, uh, things are good. I mentioned earlier when I look at the... Uh, well, how, how are you doing on this subject three months ago? 
a year ago, five years ago. Thumbs up, physical and mental health. I, I like uh, the direction I've gone in in all of those. So I talked a little bit about the mental health there, uh, repairing the self-esteem and what have you. The intricacies, the mechanics of it, that's mine. That's my journey. And I keep it vague intentionally because your journey and, and your mental health journey uh, to improve it, should you desire to do so, is yours. Therapy, broad conversations, talk to yourself, treat yourself nice. I feel very comfortable saying all of these things to everybody. I don't particularly feel comfortable prescribing anything more uh, exact than that. So that is uh, Dac- Dr. Dr. Jack's uh, Dr. McKissy noises. Mwah. Uh, <laughs> uh, prescription for getting a little bit better in your health and what have you. So physically, how are things going? This has all been done in one take. Uh, I've made it even more difficult for Allie uh, in the background there with the fridge kicking on. I didn't expect it to. And possibly some cat noises as well. We'll see. I've locked her up. Uh, I, I've, I'm doing this all in one take. And besides... Uh, a squeaky chair, there's not any issue with that. Uh, I haven't really had any kind of issue whatsoever. So I've recently given myself a pretty good bill of health, right? And uh, I've more or less gotten that confirmed by the docs recently. That's where we're at. So good, good news all far ahead. Uh, Is it over? No. That's, you know... Boy, how nice would that be? Hey, it's episode 100, and I'm healthy! Yeah, well, uh, this isn't a season finale. It's real life, unfortunately. So uh, the drumbeat goes on, but it goes on in a really good direction, and I'm going to be talking about that. Um, What I want to relate to you is that I feel in my heart uh, that... The best here here's here's how optimistic I am about my health and my healing right now where I'm at. My fantasies up until three months ago, uh, and I don't just mean sexual fantasies, I mean all fantasies, right? Jack the Conqueror, the Grey Knight Supreme, number one sales, Bill, you know, all the dreams, not just, not just, uh, sexual. When I look at all of these fantasies, even up until three months ago, they were primarily retrograde, retroactive. They were primarily an opportunity, uh, a crossroads that I wished I could have gone down a different path. Didn't have the strength, didn't have the energy, didn't have the wherewithal. Uh, And I would fantasize a little bit about that different, where would I be? Where would things be? How would it go? For somebody who doesn't look back, of course, uh, this is, you shouldn't say it's odd. It's not odd at all. Of course, my fantasy. For somebody who preaches, always look forward, always be in the moment. Uh, your, Your fantasy is the best. My justification has always been, well, you know, fantasy is fake. <laughs> does, it, does it matter if it's the past or, you know, a space monster? Oh, yes, I've had sexual fantasies with space monsters, and then I've killed them. That's right. Or I've killed space monsters and rescued space princesses. That's happened, too. It's a wild, wild place up there, kids. You just get the fun ones. 
<laughs> so my fantasies at this point, uh, up until three months ago, are are retroactive. They're 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 take a different path in the stream in the multiverse. And now they are current and looking forward. There is a significant part of me, enough to even say it publicly and, and, and record it now, that believes that the best of my life is ahead physiologically. Physiologically. That I am going to feel in every way, in every way, better than I ever have before because especially these last 50 days I feel better than I ever have before in so many ways I'm going to be talking about that pretty pretty quickly here uh but yeah the the long and short of it is uh my primary concern right now is just getting up a big bag of cash I've been saving socking away for the last two months uh, I, I save always a little bit. I've been diligently saving the last two months, uh, getting the big bag of money and getting to Denver. And I figured that I would put that here, uh, that sort of information here, why that's been my focus and such a driver for me lately. Uh, and then lastly, of course, database news. And then we got to put that in there as well. So uh, if you don't know about where I'm at in my life with the physical stuff, with the being sick and what have you. Uh, I feel very, very good. And that has translated into me wanting to capitalize on it. So if we're using the spoon theory model, if you don't know about this, it is that you have a fixed number of spoons. Every amount of energy, everything you can do costs something. If you come home and you're mentally not totally exhausted, you're physically not totally exhausted, you still have spoons, you win. Well, my life has always been spoonless by the end of the day. Always, 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 always. And now, it is not that case anymore. It's still a roller coaster, but I have spoons, and I'm getting more of them. And while I'm vain, to be frank, a large portion of my working out and changing diet and getting so serious about health is just to get more spoons. Now, right now, virtually everything in my life, virtually everything in my life is being put on hold. And I'm sidelining it all, and I'm pretending that I'm uh, essentially at summer camp. I'm away from the world, and I'm at summer camp. And the summer camp is, of course, you know, summer camp. You can't be too concerned with the world. You don't have cell phone reception you kind of can't worry about shit too much. you got to handle what's going on at summer camp. Yeah, that's the metaphor we're using. Summer camp ends at the end of the fucking summer. And so I need to be at Denver by the end of the fucking summer. Otherwise, I'm going to die at summer camp. And you know what? I ain't going out like one of those kids on Friday the 13th. Ain't happening, Jackson. So, we... <laughs> uh, what? Not, I'm sorry. Definitely not we. I... I am 100% focused on getting to Denver. And here are all of the things that are going on that I've just mentioned in this rambling, rambling piece uh, that are essentially components of why I'm so gung-ho and why everything is, is uh, taking a little bit of a downtick 
uh, in pursuit of that. The first thing is, uh, health-wise, coming back around to it, I want to get settled uh, before I start experimenting with the next range of let's take pills. <clears throat> I want to because I finally found a place where I can work um, and uh, I have free time and my mind works and my memory works and uh, everything's okay. And I don't really want to experiment with that too much while I'm doing so many large tasks and trying to get the whole thing to move forward. Uh, so that's one reason why I want to get there. It doesn't make sense to change horses midstream health plan-wise uh, right now. So one one big perk about getting there is that there will be more medical centers. There will be, frankly, more qualified doctors because it's not fucking Albuquerque, the fucking shithole of the world. And yada, yada, yada. I... I, I, I have a lot of confidence that I'll, just like I can find better psychiatric care, psycho, psychological care, I should say, uh, there than, I, than I've been able to experience here, I think I'll, I'll definitely be able to find better uh, docs as well. So uh, just just real quick side note, this, this probably isn't true anymore, but it was true when I was in high school, so that's why it's so burned into my head. The University of New Mexico is a doctor factory. Uh, it was the third largest pre-med school in the country when I went to high school, and they talked about it all the time. The benefit of this is that you know a lot of people that you can ask, hey, this doesn't feel right, and they'll give you an answer because they grew up with you. The really negative side effect of this is there are so many worthless fucking shitty doctors around here. It's like the coolies of pre-med UNM. Coolies Law School of pre-med is what I'm trying to say. It is not happening. <laughs> you know, you know the you know the high school phenomena of the people who don't move out of your high school uh, are are the least you know urbane, the least developed, the least empathetic of of the people that you've met. Well, guess what? Albuquerque has those in doctor form. It's a real fucking hellscape in my experience, and I can't wait to get out. So. Uh, just like I'm uh, not postponing because I'm doing some online counseling stuff, but just like I've abandoned my search after six mystery dates with docs in Albuquerque, uh, I I've decided, hey, you know what? I like where I'm at healing-wise, and I know that I'm healing up very quick, and I, it took so long to – it took so many iterations to get here. I don't want to mess with it while I'm doing the other stuff. What is the other stuff that he wants to go to Denver for? Great. Uh, I have a lot of things that I want to spend these spoons on. I have a lot of them. Uh, one thing that you guys don't understand, uh, or, or maybe you do because you're that good to me and, and you're that clear, but I haven't telegraphed it is – uh, spending a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of energy on getting that database up and running, on on making that, on rolling that out. What the database is, and why I talk about it uh, in such enshrined terms, is effectively the monetization of this project. <gasps> but Jack, isn't this your full-time gig? It is. Uh, thank you so much for that, by the way. However, it is not... 
monetized. <laughs> I'm making money off of it, but it's not monetized. I put everything up for free. I scatter it all around. Uh, I have not done advertising campaigns or I, I've stopped even using hashtags a long time ago because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm blushing a little bit. This is a bit embarrassing for me to talk about. <laughs> so what the database is, uh, is attempting to monetize the actual project to go to go live with it. Uh, that's not any small thing. That means that I I had to get here and feel that I deserved it. That definitely took a long time, so on and so forth. And then the actual rolling it out is crazy. It's it's five hundred some pieces at this point, and uh, getting bigger, of course, all the time. So, uh, focusing on getting that database operational is going to enable me to do what I want with this project effectively. The extra money that's going to come in from it as we get it rolling out, the exposure from it, knock on wood, the, the fans that come to me because of it, uh, these, are, these are all things that I'm very, very excited for. So I, I've promised it before and I've talked about it again, but just super quick, uh, since, since we are approaching that 100% completion on it and we can start rolling it out now, uh, it's going to start appearing on Kindle first, Audible second, Spotify in batches third, and then it's going to go out to the greater internet, uh, clips to YouTube, Literatica, uh, Vibes, etc., etc., etc. Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, etc. Phase one, uh, Audible, uh, Kindle, Kindle first, Audible second, Spotify third, and then we'll go and go and go from there uh, as time and logistics permit. Uh, I'm very excited for this. I hope it's not too crass. I've worked very hard for this these last couple of years. I've taken a lot of pay cuts uh, these last couple of years. I didn't take easy money these last couple of years. And so actually being ready to turn this on and and get that operational, of course, in the much more expensive market of Denver before the even more expensive market of California upcoming uh, it is just – it's really exciting and it's very validating. And to everybody who's helped support me, donated – uh, given money, all of my patrons, everybody's come to a tip show, all of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I look forward to bilking you all out of even more money in those formats in the future, in addition to having this engine turned on and operational. Boy, it has been a long time coming. Uh, so, of course, getting getting that extra money for, for Denver and, and having that extra money uh, is nice, but it only leads to the last couple of unfulfilled things. I have a couple of unfulfilled promises, not very many of them at this point, but I, I hate an unfulfilled uh, promise. So not to get too cult leadery, I'm going to reveal a little bit about uh, my mindset, uh, even after all of that talking about how to improve yourself, yada, 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 and talk about a idea that I came across that I think made me a better person. Uh, I don't extol the virtues of the entire work, but it's called The Four Agreements. I primarily focus on one, and that is making your word manifest. And that is, that is someone should trust what comes out of your mouth 100%. And just to me, I know people give me trustworthy 
this all the time. People insure me with secrets and and sensitive information very frequently. Uh, I know that I am quote-unquote trustworthy. I believe that about myself. I do. I keep secrets very well. I keep confidence quite good. Uh, I, I only break it when I'm legitimately trying to help the person believe that there is jeopardy abound. Legitimate, uh-oh, this is, this, is, this is really, really bad if we don't do this, jeopardy. Uh, but I don't feel great about saying, hey, we're going to do this and not do it. And I have missed the mark so many times with dates and what have you in the past uh, that I've stopped giving them pretty recently. And let me tell you, that's been very beneficial to me, even if it's been frustrating for many of you. But there's, there's some things that are not clicking with the project right now, even though it's mostly firing on all cylinders. Uh, the first thing is that gaming streams, I don't quite know what the block is on that one, uh, besides the technical, because I could stream kind of cheapy fun games, which I love playing. I love cheap, I primarily play little independent games that you buy for less than 20 bucks. Primarily, that's my, that's my go-to, and it would be, and I know this in the past from when I've had, you know, top-end machines, that's, that's where I'd go. Yeah, I'll play the big, you know, game that comes out every once in a while, but I like playing little indie games, and I like playing them with you, and I think playing them is good for my temperament publicly, uh, but I just haven't been able to jump into that, and I don't, quite know why. Working on it. Working on it. Uh, next thing up, there's a couple of recording things like Aesop's Fables. F just, I, I've been begging your patience forever. I beg it some more. Uh, it's it's hard to, to find the time for that kind of stuff sometimes. In the past it was health and now it's time and logistics. Uh, I do believe as I settle down, as I get things settled down and, and look at the next year's worth of recording budget, which is what I'll be sitting down in Denver, after I get moved in, I'll say, okay, here's the plan for the next year. What is this going to be the year of and what, how are we going to focus on these next 12 months? Uh, part of that will definitely be trying to get all of Aesop's Fables up, et cetera, et cetera, those kinds of recording things. And last but not least... The engine turning on and, and getting to Denver and getting everything situated, it's going to allow me to do something uh, that I've just been hyping up for a long time now, and I can't wait to do, and that is live stuff. I am legitimately much more impressive in real time. Oh, fairly early on in this project, I got a lot of backhanded compliments on Tumblr, through Anon specifically. And I believe that the people were trying to give me compliments, but they did not come across that way. And a number of them read as, if you're really writing all this yourself, that's very impressive. If you really think this about women and women aren't just giving you answers, that's pretty cool. If you really, you get the idea. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I don't care that you're not doing all this. You're still so great. Or I don't care if you're not really showing who you really are. It's publicly. I get it. And I get that, right? I'm cynical too. I don't believe the person I'm seeing on a screen when they're making money is who they are. Ever. Ever. I don't care how candid they appear. Uh, that's my cynicism. I, I, I don't believe, uh, you know, look up the Upton Sinclair quote about money. Uh it defines how I view streamers and, and and social media personalities to a T, right? Even when they're not faking it, they're still faking it because there's a paycheck. So I'm I instead of doing the fake thing, which is what everybody else does, uh 
what I have attempted to do is just be a version of myself. Not me. That's ridiculous. Do you want me to just sit around belching and, and hear me eating Triscuits on mic uh, on the blog? No. No, you don't. But I've attempted to be – I've changed the number a billion times. Five, fifth date me, tenth date me. I don't know. I've attempted to be an impressive, engaged version of me that that is polite and, and thinking and, and cognizant. Uh, but is him. Is who he is. And that is incredibly important to me that this project reflected all that, that there was an element of that. Uh, what I'm trying to get around to saying in a very, very, very roundabout way is that I know that I'm doing all this, but you might not. I, I know that I can respond wittily in a moment's notice, but you may have your doubts. I am, in my own mind, when I am prepared, when I am ready, much, much, much more impressive in real time than I am uh, in text, and I think I'm much more impressive live than I am uh, live and in person than I am live over the mic. So I'm excited for it. What we're going to be doing uh, once we know uh, approximately how much money is coming in per month from turning it on. That's going to take a little while, by the way. Just because I start uploading doesn't mean I get the paycheck the next day. So it's going to take a little while to figure out what money is coming in from what sources, etc., etc. No, no time limit. But after I move, after we start uploading, after I move to Denver, it's still going to be a little bit of a delay. But it should only be a little bit of one because uh, we're not exactly hurting for cash right now. So you know, just with the <laughs> With the inclusion of the things I've been doing without and, and the minor reels, what have you, it'll it'll inform what we can do with it. But the big, big thing is I want to do live shows. I want to get a venue. I want to save up. I want to go around. If the ticket prices aren't good, I don't want that to break me and that to be fine. Like if six people show up at every show and I lose money, I want to be okay with that. And this is going to allow that to happen. Um but on that last part, on the six people showing up and, and that kind of mentality, uh, one of the things that this money is going to do, uh, the actual final monetization of this project is going to do, since we're going to finally start bringing into the sunlight, is it's going to allow the project to get, hopefully, knock on wood, a little bit bigger. Uh, I have intentionally not done things for, for money and and held things off uh, that I thought would sort of propel this project too quickly. I thought that it would – I thought that I should be in a place where I could really enjoy it, want it, feel deserving of it first. And we're crossing that threshold. It's, it's going to be peaks and valleys. There's going to be steps forward and steps back. Uh, but I, I feel it. And taking taking this – project effectively live, taking it out of the alpha and into the beta, if you want to use those kind of terms. Uh, I can't thank you enough. You know, if if another dollar never comes in t from, from patrons, if I never make another sale, if for some reason everybody should unsubscribe after hearing this and me talking so 
gleefully and, and yet so stoically uh, about future money and success. I was still the luckiest man. Uh, forgive me as I tear up. <clears throat> all, all of my life, with various degrees of success, I have attempted to give what I thought was the best part of me, which were my thoughts. My thoughts and observations. If you, if you had to, if you had to boil me down to one thing that I could give the world, that was it. I seemed to be more willing to cogitate, more flexible, more imaginative at certain degrees of it, more fixed and, and, and demanding at others. When it came to, does this idea have merit? At least in my own mind and estimation. And I'm a flawed person, and therefore it's not always come across the right way. I have faced, and I am the cause of it, a lot of derision in my life. I've am just now really starting to accept and embrace just how much abuse and neglect I suffered as a kid and just how transformative that must have been and, and how I'm having to undo that sort of thing. I, I still have a lot of growth left to go on this subject matter, to be perfectly frank. But never, at no point in my life, at any part, at any part, was I given the leeway, the patience, the love, the respect, the adoration that I was as the Green Knight. And it has been lovely. I do not mean to frighten you by using the past tense, but merely the way that my mind works is it puts things into chapters, into periods. Years are very silly. They're artificial. We mark them because we must for logistics. They are by themselves not significant. Your life and what you choose to make of it, that's significant. The chapters, the amount of days in them, when you open and close them, that's living. That's what it means to spend your life, in my view. I have spent these last few years in fairly choppy waters, but not bad, and in a fairly high degree of comfort, not wanting for much, not needing anything, while sick, while destitute at periods, while in need, in need. I could get whatever it is I needed and then some from you as the Grey Knight. It has been wonderful. Everything that I have done and talked about these last 40 minutes has been an attempt, a desire to further it.
the good parts, the best parts of being the Grey Knight. And that's the next chapter. This chapter is ending. It ends when I get to Denver. It's fading now. We're in a kind of gloaming. It's not quite night. If you don't know what gloaming is, it's not quite dusk either. It's a period somewhat after the unnatural sort of, or so it can seem, long shadows of evening, twilight, right before it becomes night. Night is not at all bad, of course. It's just the precursor to day. It's just the period where God switches around all the loading screens and things that he does before we walk out the next... Oh, I messed that up before we walk out our door the next day. Oh, that was so brilliant, too. Denver, getting to Denver, being at Denver, uh, is the next chapter. It's going to last one year, after I just said years are not significant, because that's how long leases last. But it is sort of a transitional chapter. I'm going there to go there to be there to finish healing up. It'll be the end of that, I can feel to have fun with friends, close friends who have known me since before I was the Grey Knight, and to relax and enjoy and come into it. I talked about the, the abuse and neglect, psychology, seeing a doctor, and, and getting the shows up and running. To me, this may sound like disparate or, or a task list of things, to me this is all one project. And that project is spending the year in Denver, to become the better version of me. There are things I haven't told you about, desires and estimations and, and wants that I have not made public ever, because I know that to do so would to invite more questions, and frankly, your questions can be quite draining. When you collectively continue to ask, where's this, where's that, I ask you only to put yourself in my shoes, have a little empathy. Uh, how it would feel. You're, you're obviously entitled to ask, but I don't feel like there's anything wrong in me saying, yes, but I'm entitled to say that's draining that you asked. <laughs> that's my entire response. You drained me by putting that out loud instead of keeping it within. Uh, so I don't want to have that relationship when it comes to the things I can do. I don't want to have a question mark in my mind about how much energy I have, which is right now a huge question mark. I don't actually know my upper limit for work, for fatigue, how far I can go. I thought I did. It's in flux, it keeps changing, and therefore I have to find it. It means healing up first and trying it out second, making mistakes third, and trying it out fourth and making mistakes fifth and so on and so forth. But all of these things, all of it is coming together to be a better Grey Knight. Because I want to be. For me. The reason why I put it all in past tense and said, if you never come back again, is because I had to ask myself that question. Would I have this desire to improve the Grey Knight? 
to to make it a better project, to be a happier person within that role and outside of it, if, if it wasn't for perceived greater success? And I meditated on this question a long time, and the answer is, if you all left, I'd have to get another gig. I'd have to find a way to pay the bills. But I would never stop wondering, tinkering in my spare time, never stop trying to improve it, to make something new and better out of it. Uh, that's a pretty good place to end it, but then I also love being a tease. And so, of course, one final, final, final last thing about all of these projects, the culmination and getting this move on and feeling like it's such a move up in my life that it's happening, that I feel ready for it, that it's there. Um, somewhat shortly after making all these decisions, my body just began to relax. Just began to relax. I am a bit, as I am in many things, skeptical of psychosomatic behaviors in the body, and I have come to have to accept in these last two years that I was overly cynical that one's mindset really does affect their body. All I can say is in the last couple of weeks since I made the decision both to give everything that I can to this project, but also just sort of relax, just sort of be at peace with it as best as I can with, with the distance between where I am and where I want to be. Uh, with all of that, I am still, 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 still so strong. <laughs> I need you just to keep in mind that eventually, 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 I will get comfortable and I will show you just how physically dense and muscular and strong I am. And it will be very, very sexy for a lot of you. At least I dearly hope so. That has been uh, the introduction of the Nightly Pleasures podcast, episode number 100. Let's get on with the show. Oh, God. I am tired. You can't make me. No. No. Still asleep. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Ooh. <sighs> 
I'm really staying in bed because I'm tired. Can't imagine this be too tired to get up. Ugh. Hmm? Can't imagine just be too tired to get up and get going. Can't imagine just wanna stay in bed. Hmm? This beautiful little girl. Hmm. But my eyes are bleary, and the sun is gonna be bright and hot. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what you could do to make today better. Mm-mm. I'm a lot of ideas. Why don't you surprise me? <laughs> See, how do you like it when I'm asking you what to eat at night? Come on. Mm-mm. Mm. I love the way you kissed on my stomach and grab my hips. Mm. I love the way you stroke my thighs. Mm. That's right. And the way your hair tickles when you kiss on the the way your fingertips tickle when you scratch me. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this all just a bribe? Get me out of bed, make me go work and make that money? <laughs> yes. Oh, god damn. <laughs> That's cold. Mm, that's not, though. Mm. Oh. Oh, that. Mm. Oh. fucking mouth when I'm in your fucking mouth oh uh... 
problems go away. It feels so goddamn good. Oh, I love being in your fucking mouth. Oh, yes, up and down, up and down, good, 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 yes, 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 just like that. Oh. Mm, roll it around in your tongue, come on, roll it around with your tongue. Uh, uh, don't worry about the snooze alarm, mm, I'm up. I'm up, as you can tell, come on. Oh. <laughs> oh, God damn, when you take me in your mouth like that and then lick my balls at the same time. I will never, ever get tired of that. Oh, come on, come on. Uh, that's right, you can feel it all tight, can't you? That's why you're working so hard for it, aren't you? Oh, fuck yes, feel me tighten up for you. Mm, come on, let me put my hands on the back of your head and let me hold you in position. Yes. Mm, I'm fucking that face, even if it's only for a few strokes. Come on, come on, do it for me. Take it in, take it in, take it in. God damn it. Uh, I don't even fucking care if you're playing with yourself. Just as long as I feel this good. <laughs> Do you feel it? Do you feel how fucking good you make me feel? Hmm? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yes. Come on, focus on the head. Focus on the head, up and down, over, over, over. Come on. Tighten up, tighten up, tighten up. Show me you know how to make me come. Show me you know how to make me come. Come on. Uh-uh, I'm too tired. Uh-uh. Come on. Come on. God damn it, right there. Right there. Right there. Yes. Come on. Come on.
Good morning. Come on. 
on, he's up against it. Come on, he's up against it. Come on, ease, 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 in. Oh, good girl. Good girl, yes, yes, yes. What a good little slut you are keeping that wet open. I know you're afraid. You shouldn't be fucking afraid. You know what you should be more afraid of than them ostracizing you? Me fucking taking you into that goddamn bedroom right now and fucking you so loud that you scream. Oh, that'll be a much worse story for you than if somebody sees my fingers inside that delicious little pussy. Oh, fuck yes. You know you fucking love it, don't you? You know you fucking love it, don't you? You know you fucking love it. 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 against it. Let those fingers swirl inside you. Come on. Come on. You don't even get to fucking rub your clint unless you're rubbing it against my hand. Unless you're moving it against my hand. You have to grind against it. You have to stay composed. You can't show them. You have to grind against it. You have to stay composed. You can't show them anything. Come on, 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 come on. Good, good, good. God, I love how fucking wet this pussy is. I love all the things that this pussy does for me. I love all the things that this pussy does for me. God damn it. Yes, 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 yes. No, you can't fucking come yet. No, you can't fucking come yet. Uh-uh. You really thought it was going to be that easy? You really thought it was going to be that easy? Oh, don't you dare make sound. It's time for that third finger to slide into you. Come on. That's why I'm doing it. Hey. Hey. If you keep resisting, I'm going to make it four. I'm going to push a finger up your ass. I'm going to hurt you. Let this happen. Oh, God, yes, 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 right there, right there, right there, right there. Good girl, good girl, good girl, good girl. Oh, yes, 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 good girl. Oh, easy, 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 just loosen up and let it in. Oh. See, I told you that that pussy was wet enough. I told you it would do anything I needed it to. Oh, fuck, yes. It's just getting ready for my cock anyway. Oh, after the party's over, after it's all done, I'm gonna fuck you so good. Yes. Yes. Yes, good girl, yes. Oh, come on. Come on, tighten around it now. Come on, yes, you're not going to last for long, we know. I'm not even going to go that hard, just a little bit harder until you come. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, come on, come on, go, 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 go. Take it, 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 you fucking slut, you fucking slut. You know you love it, three fucking fingers. My three big fucking thick meaty fingers inside that goddamn pussy, hammering it, hammering and hammering, hammering. Come on, come on, come on, don't show them, don't show them, don't show them. You need to come, you need to come, you need to come, you need to come. Now you need to come for me right now. You need to come for me 
right now. You need to come for me right now. No, 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 come on, come on, come on, go, 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 come on, come on, go, 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 go. Yes, 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 let it all out. That's right. I won't spill a drop. Let it all out. Oh, it's okay. Lean against me. It's okay. We're only getting a few looks. Nothing is suspected. We're fine. We're fine. Just lean against me. Just lean against me. Outdone yourself as a hostess. Mm -mm. The finger foods tonight are delicious.
just feels fucking amazing. <laughs> just 200 more. And I hope you enjoyed those pieces. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right on into the questions. It is question time to go ahead and close out this episode. Uh, starting off, we have Just Shy. Hello. Um, I'm going to ask a very intensely revealing and very personal question about you. Uh-oh. So I hope you'll let me. Here we go. Are you a sparkling water fan? And if so, what is your favorite flavor? It tells a lot about a person. <laughs> I used to be. I used to drink. Thank you for the questions, Just Shy. I used to drink quite a bit of sparkling water. My favorite uh, brand was uh, Perrier. Don't think me too fancy. I found a way to buy them uh, for, for easily less than a dollar per bottle and then typically less than 50 cents per bottle uh, for large, large bottles of Perrier. These are not, you know, normal soda-sized bottles. These are normal Perrier-sized bottles. Uh, buy in bulk. And uh, I used to drink them and enjoy them quite a large amount. Uh, I enjoy lemon water, most of all. Limon, that's lemon and lime together. Not so bad. Uh, pretty much any of the citruses in the water is pretty good. There was an arrowhead time where they had just a billion flavors of water, and I did try a lot of those because the... The local store would often have them, uh, you know, just for 75 cents or so on sale. You could get three for four bucks or four for three bucks or whatever it was. And <clears throat> I did. I tried out a number of them, and they uh, none of them quite ever did it for me. One final exception, though. One time from one company, I don't remember the company. I was on a trip. I was hiking, I think, and thirst definitely plays a factor. But I had a black cherry only once. And it tasted like black cherries, and I was like, God, that's delicious. But ever since then, it's been a huge disappointment. All right, up next we have a question from Savi. Hi, Jack, it's Savi. Um, I have two questions for you. Let's do it. The first one is, um, can you name a movie that you've cried in or become upset in? Um, it has to be a movie where you've been sober. <laughs> and... Oh, okay, sure, absolutely. Up. Uh, I've seen Up a number of times in, in both states, uh, inebriated and totally sober, and bawled my eyes out. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm just going to say it real quick. People cry their eyes out at the beginning of Up. No contest. Very sad. I hear you. Uh, however, what's always gotten me, I've only seen Up three times, so I shouldn't say always, but all three times that I've seen Up, I've cried at the end. When he opens the book the second time, and he, and he sees, you know, now go make your own memories. And he hasn't been true to her. He hasn't been true to her love while trying to be true to her, right? The whole house is a shrine and all that. Oh, I'm misting up a little bit just talking about it. And the second question, um, is there a country that you've always wanted to visit that you haven't yet? Um, and have you been to Australia? It's not as crazy and dangerous as you think. Okay, 
Um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Savvy, for the questions. Uh, no, I've never been to Australia. Let's get that right off the bat. Uh, I'm terrified of smoke monsters. I'm terrified of radio signals. I'm terrified of polar bears. Not going to Australia. Uh, and in all sincerity, going to Australia when you're an American means you've you've fucking made it. It's really hard as an American to go outside the country, especially if you're in the landlocked, uh, quote-unquote, flyover states, which I've always mostly been in my life. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, the further away you get out, the harder it is because you got to travel back and got to keep in mind. Most Americans get very little vacation time, two to three weeks, four if you're in a really high field. But even then, you want to use those four weeks on other things, generally speaking, uh, cultural travel, holidays, etc. And so getting past Hawaii even uh, as an American, which counts as outside the country in my fucking book, uh, it... It's hard. And so getting to Australia, having the resources to go to Australia, I've had them before, but then I've never wanted to just go out there for two weeks. It's such a long flight. So never been to Hawaii, never been to Australia, never been to Indonesia, very much want to go to Indonesia, very much want to see a couple of places in Southeast Asia. Uh, and then get called a pedophile by Elon Musk. Thank you again uh, very much for the questions there. Uh, savvy. Up next, we have Jesse with question number one. My last question for this week. Oh, no. Well, screw it. We're doing it anyway. This week isn't really a question so much as a request. Um, is it all right with you if someone you don't know or only a bit used terms of endearment with you? Or is that some reserved for the people you're closest to? Thanks so much, Well, thank you so much. Uh, I'll be thinking second because I got one more question from you, Jesse. Whoops, this is how you can tell that we don't screen them. Uh, yeah, go ahead and, and call me whatever you want, uh, I, as long as it's not overly aggressive. So I've had to, to figure this out for myself because, generally speaking, if, if women are, are throwing themselves at you, it's not seen as a problem as a guy. And, and what the culture is, especially since I want to flirt, and they said I get paid to flirt to some degree. So, keeping all that in mind, my, my evolution on what it means, what is creepy or not, that's, that's gone through a lot of iterations. Uh, in short, I, I have, I'm, I'm not trying to be aggressive or, or, or dominating here, uh, this is an asymmetrical relationship. I have the power, generally speaking, you're always punching up. And so therefore, when, you, when you're afraid of maybe using the wrong term of endearment, that's a faux pas. Don't be so afraid of faux pas, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not, don't be afraid of that. Uh, the only thing that I really, really mind, that I really, really mind is aggressive, aggressive, and I call it assumptive communication. And that is to say, oh, you must really want this, or oh, you're involved in this, so you must want that. Oh, you're a sex worker, so oh, you say you're not interested in anybody right now, but you haven't met me. Uh, that sort of stuff. It's assuming uh, something is going to change in my life should I meet you is, is basically where the assumption comes from. Uh, you're assuming that, that just because I haven't heard your sales pitch or haven't met your personage, uh, that, that, uh, that once I do, my life will be altered for the better. And it very well could be. Uh, but it's also quite 
rude. And that's pretty much the only rude thing. <clears throat> if I ask you not to send me something, don't send it to me. If I specifically say, hey, don't use this word, don't use it. But otherwise, please, 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 very casual. Uh, keep it flowing in. Uh, quick personal example from my life. I did not know this. You're not supposed to bring a gift to a French person's home should they invite you over. Uh, especially if they're inviting you over for dinner or what have you, don't bring over wine. I brought over a little something to a French family when they invited me over to dinner. This is a faux pas. This is a mistake. And, of course, uh, they made hay out of it for two seconds. And then it was over because it was an attempted lovely gesture. The intent, if the intent is obviously to be nice, generally speaking, nobody will hold it against you. Anybody who keeps coming back to it, it's revealing much more about their character than yours. All right, didn't mean to get all, mean to get all serious there or to start spitting out words like like Porky Pig. One more question from Jesse. So my second question, in one of your um, <laughs> you told a story about your sister and... Uh, no, just the one sibling, my one sister. Uh, just, just to be clear, going forward on the pod, no questions like that, I will be dodging. But since I've answered that personally uh, in the past, uh, I will say it here. Thank you for both the questions, Jesse. Sorry for getting them out of order. She sent in a couple, and then I, I guess I jumbled the links there. And lastly, I know, I know you're so sad, but if you want them, you have to send in the questions. Here's a question from Contessa. It's a short one. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jack. It's Contessa. I recently oh, wow. What a way to end it. Ah, uh, hundredth question, hundredth episode of the podcast. What a question to end it on. Uh, I actually did see the Evil Dead remake. I'm a big fan of the original. Uh, I'm not going to say the original trilogy. I'm not a big fan of the original Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, but I've never gone out of my way to go back and watch Evil Dead 1. I'm always a little bit skeptical of people that say that they do. Uh, watch it once? Sure. Watch it more than once? Mm, I'm a little skeptical. Unless you're a total horror head. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, the remake was there, and it was really gross. It's really well-directed. It looks like an expensive movie when it's not. And really boring. Really boring. You want to watch actually fun Evil Dead remake? Watch the three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Now there's a great remake! Oh, and ended too soon. Oh, well, oh, well. I guess we'll never know how Bruce Campbell might not stop the apocalypse for a couple more seasons. Oh, what could possibly be? Guys, that was the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 100. Oh, my gosh, there's so many more to come as well. How many more? 10? 20? Uh, in all seriousness, here's to 100 more and then 100 after that as well. Uh, I'm having the time of my life. I hope you can hear throughout this podcast and the pieces and everything else that overall, my health, my mental health, my, my position in life, my station as I see it, it's all improving. And it's all thanks to you. Uh, I guess a little bit thanks to me and my own hard work. Uh, I couldn't have gotten here at all, though, without the help, uh, a lot of help from uh, a special few of you. I thought about doing a list and doing names. And then I realized that I was just way, way, way too lazy for that. But you know who you are if you have supported me in any way, financially, emotionally, logistically, 
if you have helped me with time, if you have helped me with editing, if you have helped me with money in a certain flux if I needed it, if you helped me with medical advice, if you helped me with personal, spiritual, emotional advice, if you've been there for me. This has been a really interesting project. I started the podcast at a really interesting time. If I had started it earlier, you would have heard me go into decline. If I started it now, you might not see as human a side of me. In fact, I'm almost sure you wouldn't. I can conceal uh, the days where everything's not going as well these days much, much easier than I could. And frankly, I think that's only going to, uh, to continue in the future. So what I'm trying to say is, even though it's been a weird, strange journey here, I'm quite glad for it. Thank you for taking it with me. Thank you for coming along with me. Thank you for encouraging me. And thank you for hoping that good things happen to me next, that your favorite piece has yet to be written and recorded, that your favorite joke has yet to be cracked. <clears throat> I talked a lot at the beginning about this, so I'll be brief now. Many, many transitions have happened to me since I've started the Grey Knight Project. Continents, what language I'd be speaking when I left the house, how much money's in my bank account, where I'm going, and, and, and who is going along with me. My health, the shape of my body, the, the, the clothing on my back. <clears throat> All of these things were not as I envisioned them at the start. And if someone is going along a life like that and is thankful and appreciative and feels like they're getting some joy out of it, maybe even arrogantly, navel-gazingly, bringing people some comfort, then how bad can it all be? Thank you one last time, and I hope to see you next week.